Welcome into Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder that you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. We've got a full week one college football recap. Big time games. Also, the NFL starts this week. This Thursday, Chiefs and Lions. So we'll be talking a little NFL as well. Let's get right into it. All right, the biggest game and the most talked about game, I think, over the weekend, and the game that probably got the most hype, was Colorado and TCU and Deion Sanders in week one gets the job done. Travis Hunter, Edwards, Shador Sanders, all of those guys, over 500 yards. It just, it was a crazy game to watch. It was very unique. I don't know if I've ever quite seen a game like that. It was, it's being so talked about on all of the sports shows today, on any sports network you put on, they're talking about that game, and rightfully so. And they took down a ranked team for their first win. Very interesting, very unique. Does the future look bright for Colorado? Absolutely. And I want to say this. Deion Sanders talked a little after the game. I'm sure you've seen the press conference where he basically said he kept the receipts. Basically talking about all the people that said he wouldn't make a good coach and this and that. As far as people that say he's not going to make a good coach or don't think he's going to be a good coach, I think that's ridiculous. But I will say this. I don't think it was doubting or hating on Deion Sanders or T.C. or I apologize, Colorado to say, yeah, I think there'll be somewhere around six, seven wins this year, possibly. That's nothing against Deion Sanders or Colorado. They got a lot of talent on the perimeter and the transfer portal, but their offensive line is very small. And by the way, you did see in the second half of that game specifically you saw that come into play. TCU was getting right after the quarterback in the second half. And so I don't think it was unreasonable for anyone to say that. With that being said, I will at least say it. I thought they were going to be a 6-7-1 team. They could very well be an 8-9-1 team. I still don't think they're going to win the actual championship, but it doesn't take anything away from what Deion Sanders did on Saturday. It was a phenomenal performance. It was gr- all the players balled out you beat last year's team who was in the national championship in TCU your offense looks great your defense Travis Hunter made that unbelievable interception that was the play of the game in my opinion it was just a crazy crazy game they got the job done Deion Sanders starts they tie last year's one record and by the way as far as like yeah I probably and probably nobody really thinks that they're gonna win the national championship this year with that being said, it doesn't really matter because they already matched their win total from last year and they did it against a ranked opponent, not in the Pac-12 even. And they did it on the road. It was a crazy game. Deion Sanders, it, it was just very unique, very crazy. The plays that were made in that game were phenomenal. And they got the job done and, and the future is bright in Boulder. All right, let's go here. So, Florida State, the other big game of the weekend, Florida State and LSU. LSU went into this year high expectations. I said a couple weeks ago, 
I think LSU and Florida State are both being overhyped. I could have been wrong on Florida State. They looked, they had speed on the perimeter. They have size on the offensive line. They could very well compete with Clemson in the ACC and come out of that conference. With that being said, as far as LSU goes, they are not they are not completely eliminated. They still have playoff hopes. If you go through the SEC, especially if Alabama loses this week to Texas, if you go through the SEC and come out of it, there's a very good as a champion. I mean, you're almost more than likely going to be in the playoff as long as you don't have three losses. The bad news for LSU is that team that took the field yesterday does not look like a team that could do that. The other bad news is last year when these miscues were happening in LSU's season or when they came out flat against Texas A&M when they still had playoff hopes last year, one of the arguments was, and it was a fair argument, was, well, look, this is Brian Kelly's first year. So, of course, there's going to be games like that. But he beat Alabama. And I don't mean to overact, and it is only his second year, and I'm not saying that Brian Kelly is in trouble or anything like that. But I will say this. When you are the head coach of LSU football with those fans, and you lose to an out-of-conference opponent after losing in the SEC championship, even though it was reasonable that they lost to Georgia, but losing by as much as they did, and also getting dominated by Texas A&M last year, it's to the point now where if you look back at last year and you take out the Alabama win, now you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, it was an improved win total last year, but is it is it what LSU fans are hoping for from Brian Kelly? I would say that answer is no. Now, that doesn't matter because he did beat Alabama, and you can't just take that away. And I'm not trying to say that Brian Kelly isn't the coach for LSU, and I'm not trying to say that he's not good, that he still is not. I mean, there's a chance they could still succeed this year. But LSU yesterday, and Florida State is really good this year, and and that, that there's no questioning that. But that second half, they got dominated. LSU looked disoriented on offense. They had special teams miscues. They have got to improve if they're going to come out of the SEC. The good news is, even if Alabama doesn't lose to Texas this week, and we'll preview that game later in the week, they still are going to be a contender. They're still going to cause people problems in the SEC. And and if they win out, they will certainly be in the college football playoff. But it's just, that's a tough way to start your season. You give yourself now no room for error. Okay. Let's go here. Ohio State played Indiana. They did not look good. The offensive line at times, it it seems to me the problem with the offensive line had just been, and and we'll get to Kyle McCord in a second, but I just want to address the offensive line for a second. Ohio State's offensive line the past three years, for whatever reason, I know they're a pass-heavy team. They just have not been what you're kind of used to seeing from the Ohio State offensive line. When Urban Meyer had this team, they were extremely physical. Ryan Day came in 2019. They were still extremely physical. 2020, Ryan Day had this team. The last, and and I don't mean to say that they haven't won the line of scrimmage since this game, but I'm just saying the last time 
I remember Ohio State being truly physically dominating against a opponent that, that was really good was Clemson in the 2020 Sugar Bowl when they dominate them. I think it was 49-28 or something like that where Justin Fields went off because that offensive line just pushed the Tigers' defense around that game. And it's not – they they've won games since then. And, like, they were physical against Georgia. But the last time I remember Ohio State's offensive line being physically dominating was that game. And so it kind of begs the question, well, what happened? And everybody says, well, it's because they don't run the ball. Well, I watched the play calling on Saturday. They tried to run the ball. Now, now, this let's also be fair about this. They got a lot of transfers on the offensive line. It's their first game together. And honestly... It wouldn't be such a big deal if two other things didn't happen as well. If the quarterback didn't struggle the way he did, and I know that I understand that those two things kind of go hand in hand, and nothing against Kyle McCord. And to his credit, he made a couple of throws that were really nice. But you don't. But if you're Ryan Day, you gotta think to yourself, you don't get you don't get a Marvin Harrison too often. I mean, they got great receivers at Ohio State, but you don't get Marvin Harrison very often. You've got to capitalize on the weapons. You've got two first-round receivers. you got depth at the receiver position. Kate Stover looks great. You've got to capitalize on this year. You've got to beat Michigan this year. And so winning game 23-3, the good news is even though Indiana's offense is not good, the defense did look pretty good. But addressing the offense, yeah, it's going to need to get better. And like I said, it wouldn't. The offensive line wouldn't be. So, I, I I would be able to think, okay, they could gel together. And Kyle McCord to make some plays, but overall, I don't think he looked that good. It could improve. And the other factor you got to worry about is you got to play Notre Dame, who I'll be it against mediocre competition, but has looked tremendous. And Sam Hartman looks like he has found himself a home in South Bend. Now, is there a chance that they win in a couple weeks and, and you don't even think about this game? Yeah. But they have got to get their offensive line to gel and they got to get Kyle McCord more confidence heading in to that game. Or there's a good chance they lose that game. They're, I mean, Notre Dame is going to have a great shot. If Ohio State is not better than what they were, and this is an understatement, but if they're not better than what they were in two weeks, they will lose. They will lose in, in uh, South Bend. But they can improve. We'll see what happens. Okay. One other college football game that caught my attention. It wasn't a very good game. But just because of the quarterback situation. Was Alabama. Jalen Milrow. He looked really good. I think we all knew based off that Arkansas game last year. He had the burners. He looked like Lamar Jackson. Is he the best thrower of the football in the world? No, but it doesn't matter. He makes the throws that count. I mean, he's not a bad he's not a bad pocket passer by any means. I don't think he is quite as accurate as Bryce Young or has the touch that Bryce Young had, but he's got wheels. He's going to add a dynamic layer to this offense, and one that I honestly think is needed because they don't have those elite receivers. They have good receivers, but they don't they just don't have the separators that they had with Waddle and Smith and Judy and, and all those guys. So 
is it do I think that it's a lock for Alabama to win the national championship? No. But they're gonna be in the SEC championship. And I know they play Texas this week. And I'll talk about that game later in the week, but they are gonna have a great shot against Texas. I, I think I I'm more than likely am going to pick Alabama in that game right now. They're a seven point favorite. And I just think when you look at Alabama and, and Georgia's in that conference too and they looked good. But when you look at Alabama, everyone was talking about them declining this year. And and I'm not trying to overreact to week one. But if you look at so I'll give you an example of this. And this isn't to say that Ohio State is gonna do bad this year and Alabama's gonna do good. But when you look at the from this perspective, Alabama and Ohio State had questions coming into the season. At quarterback, Alabama had some questions at receiver. Ohio State had some questions at offensive line, and they both had questions at quarterback. Well, even though Alabama was playing Middle Tennessee State, and we'll, and we'll learn more about this team next week when they play Texas, but even though they were playing Tennessee State, one thing you got to think about is their question marks looked really good on Saturday. Jalen Milrow, <laughs> rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns, the receivers looked really good. Ohio State's question marks. Did, I I think they just led you to ask more questions and feel more concerned. And I this isn't necessarily an overreaction. I don't think that Ohio State's going to do bad. I think they can win in South Bend. I think they could win the Big Ten. But they've got to gel and be better than what they were. And Alabama was ready for week one. We'll see what happens week two. All right, last thing here. NFL comes back this week. Thursday, the Chiefs will take on the Lions. Uh, NFL on Sunday as well, next Sunday. It will be very interesting to see these teams. And one of the things to think about is the Miami Dolphins, I think, are going to be really good this year. The New York Jets are going to be really good. The Chiefs are going to be in the mix. I think a team that is going to make a some I I don't want to say FC Championship but a deep playoff run is the Cleveland Browns. First of all, I wrote to talk about Pittsburgh and I like Kenny Pickett. I don't think they're the I don't think that they are the best team in that division. I think the Bengals are, but two teams from a division can make it. Now Baltimore's in that discussion. But I don't think Baltimore has elite receivers. The Browns have every position figured out. The only thing they really got to figure out is if Deshaun Watson can return to what he was in Houston, and he's young, and if he can, this team's going to make a deep playoff run. Now, that's a big question mark, and it's not set in stone that he's going to come back because the, the the few games he played last year wasn't very good, and the year before, he didn't see the field. So, a lot of questions are yet to be answered for the Browns, but if they can figure that out, they are going to be a team that everyone's going to have to deal with in the AFC. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. It was just a quick little recap on here to recap some of the college football games. Next week, we'll have college football and NFL to talk about. It's going to be a great football season. So keep tuning in. Keep listening. We'll recap it all football season long. Talk about all the games, college football, NFL. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.